Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. Um, You got Diane and Elaine here today talking about a topic that is way up on our list of things we deal with with families all the time, right? Yeah, no, actually, the the I got like three questions on this in one week, and I was like, okay, if we don't already have a podcast episode on this, we absolutely we need a podcast episode on this. And it's been a busy month where like when this is going live, it's the middle of July in 2023. And we've been heads down into ADHD parents Palooza land. And and I think it's it's going live right after. Well, I was going to say, let me say it goes live. Yeah. We're recording this mid-July, but it's going live July 26th, right before Palooza, because we've been doing some of the Palooza pre-recordings. So if you haven't signed up for this summer's ADHD Parents Palooza, join us because amazing conversations. We can attest to that because we've already had some of them. And and if it's a year from that. now and you're listening to this episode, go find the ADHD Parent Palooza wherever we are in the world, right? Now. Right. It's <laughs> such a great event we do every summer. So you can go to, it'll be in the show notes. We'll give you a direct link in the show notes or Diane, they can go to what did ADHD, you say? ADHDpalooza.com and click on the parents link at the top of the page. Yeah. So um, join us for Palooza this summer and every summer. It's an amazing event. So, that so was what are we talking about? We haven't even for. told them. We told so them we that talking it was about drama, right? Right. We're going to talk about um, the, the set the stage, right? So parents come to us all the time and say, my spouse and my kid are always fighting or my kid and their sibling are always fighting or I'm always fighting with my kid and it's making my spouse crazy. <laughs> right. So there's so there's some dynamic and it, and fighting isn't always like active fighting, but it's like this sort of there's a dynamic between conflict between two people. And then there's a third person that's involved or impacted or something else. And oftentimes I'm in a stereotype here. It's like one parent is like, OK, so my kid and my spouse have got to stop fighting. It's making me crazy and I've got to do something about it. And they've been trying to do something about it and they've been trying to navigate and work through it. And it's just, it's not working successfully. And there's a reason for that. And the other thing that, that, that happens in that dynamic is, is oftentimes you'll have one parent interacting one way and another parent trying to compensate for that. So it's, I've got the, the strict parent and then you've got the more permissive parent and the more permissive parent is trying to go easy because you've got the strict counterbalance. So sometimes it's, it's not my natural tendency, but it's, I'm reacting or responding to, to the other dynamic. 
And that I think that you use both words there, reacting versus responding. A lot of times it's hard for us to be in the midst of conflict. It's like we're sitting there and there may be active arguing and things like that. And it's hard not to do something because for many of us, active conflict dysregulates us. And so then we're either fighting or flighting. We're either trying to jump in (laughs) and fix it or we're trying to run away and get out of there or and we can't because we're co-parenting or whatever it is. But there's the biology and the natural tendencies of of how to how we respond in conflict. And then there's the what do we do when it's really not us and our conflict? Right. So bottom line is how do we be in relationship with other people being in relationship with each other without imposing ourselves in the middle of it? Right. Or feeling like we need to fix it or control it or be the peacemaker. And that's not to say that there's no role for peacemakers in family dynamics, but You know, I think you and I talked about this a lot. Part of our job as parents is to support our kids in being in relationship with their other parent or parents. And whether we're still in co-parenting actively, whether we're still, you know, partnered or not, it doesn't even matter. The point is that our job is to be in relationship with our kids and then to support them in their relationships in their lives. And sometimes that means helping them learn to be in relationship with another parent who it may be difficult for them. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and so let, so the, the model that I introduce is what is called the drama triangle. Right. And so it comes from um, carp. It's the Carpman drama triangle is actually what it is. But what I think about is that, We've got a relationship. Let's let's just use the example we were talking about earlier where a co-parent and a kid are in conflict with one another. Right. And so I have a relationship with my co-parent and I have a relationship with my kid and the two of them have a relationship with each other. And it creates a, tr- a triangle if we close the triangle. Right. So if I'm just staying over here trying to be in relationship with my kid and help them navigate life, including life with a co-parent that they're having a hard time with. That's that's this side of the triangle. If I'm over here helping my co-parent navigate in relationship with their child without trying to get in the middle of it, but just, okay, you're having a hard time. Let me be here with you, right? The triangle is here in a V. Oh, and I'm in a V and it's good. The minute it closes, and I think about like the third rail on the subway, right? It's just sort of, you don't close, you don't close right. the triangle. Because Karpman's model is when the triangle is closed, someone becomes the villain, someone becomes the victim, and someone becomes the rescuer. And, yeah. and often that'll shift in the middle of the triangle. But mm-hmm. I'm over here trying to get them to make peace with each other. I mean, it's the same thing when your kids are fighting. It's like, I'm over here trying to get them to like each other or try to get them to not fight. Instead of being in relationship with each of them independently, I've suddenly closed off the triangle. And that's where the drama happens. Well, there's where, where some of the drama happens. Yeah, yeah. The escalation yes. happens. Um, I'm reminded of a book I read a thousand years ago called the dance of anger Mm. um, that was very similar. It was this notion that there is a triangle. And so it's very much what you're talking about. And I I think what we want to talk about here today is how do we prevent triangulation and stay in relationship and stay in support of both of these people we love without creating escalated drama that we don't really need. Well, and I think that one of the core pieces of that is that it's what is your job? 
What is your job when other humans are in conflict, whether it's your kid or whether it's your co-parent or it's your friends or whatever? What is your job and what is not your job? And and obviously there are safety issues. And if your kids are fighting, you might put yourself physically in between your kids to see if you could, what you can do to, to divide that. And what I would say is that you want to do that from a place of neutrality Ooh. rather than a place of accusation. And I remember this really distinctly. My kids are about 19 months apart. If they're listening, I, I'm going to promise not to tell on either one of you. But what I would always do is I would be like, you guys are fighting, <laughs> not you're picking on your sister, not you're doing this to your brother. I mean, it was never, I would try really hard not to take sides, but just to observe that there was fighting and arguing going on. And that my goal was to stop the fighting and the arguing without taking sides and getting in the middle between them, because I needed to be able to support them both in the midst of that conflict. So even if you do need to insert yourself, you want to do it from a place of neutrality Mm -hmm. rather than from a place of, okay, I'm going to help my head. I'm going to get my husband to behave better so that they stop fighting with my son or what, you know, whatever it's a sort of thing. Right. Well, and I think when let's, so let's talk about neutrality because I think when we've got complex kids, very often it feels like the world is against them. And so sometimes we become, rescuers, saviors, advocates, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes advocating, we kind of go overboard with it because we're, again, we're kind of balancing the rest of the world. And so we don't stay neutral because it doesn't feel fair. You know, we're actually feeling like it's not fair what you're doing to this person. Well, and I guess that there's a distinction between neutrality. I think about the tool that I like to call people to the most in this situation is compassion. Right? It's a sort of, I can have compassion in both sides of the triangle, right? It's just right. sort of, I can have, if, if these two people are fighting with each other, I can say, wow, I can tell you're really angry with your sister. And it makes sense that you would be angry with your sister because this is the way you're seeing the situation. Wow. I can tell you're really angry with your brother. And it makes perfect sense that you would be angry with your brother because this is how you see the situation. Right. So I can be with them independently and say, I get it. I see you. I see your side of this. And I love and support you as a human. Yeah. You know, and not and not you're right and she's wrong. Right. And that's the distinction. That's the neutrality is. And I guess what I'm calling, Diane, is sometimes as parents, and I know I've been in this role, it's I have to remind myself to go neutral because I do have a tendency to defend the underdog. And like it feels like you're being a bully and that's not fair. And like, yeah, I do have that. And I know I'm not alone. I think what would be fun if you're open to it is you and I both said we coached around this multiple times just this week. So let's like pull two or three examples and just talk yeah. through it. I've got one in mind. Do you want to start? Or yeah, no, go ahead. You do it. Okay. Couple, a couple with one child, single child, 19. Mom has been doing a lot of work in the coach approach. Dad is not quite as caught up in it, um, but is catching up. And dad is really, really, really well intended. But there's a there's a disparity. Kids come home from college for the summer and there's some other deeper issues of, you know, what happens when 19 year old kids go off to college and they come home woke and aware of the world and blaming their parents for everything. Oh, yeah. One parent is feeling mom is feeling really trying to be present to this kid and to to support her, meet her where she is. And the dad is feeling hurt and, and offended and judged and. And having a harder time 
because he's kind of feeling odd man out. Right. And so the conversation, the coaching was really around meeting each of them where they are, which is what you were talking about earlier. The, the, the size of the triangle, the size right? of the triangle and being able to support the spouse in feeling hurt and feeling left out and feeling like it's not fair what this kid's accusing him of. Right. Because he's only been trying to love and be an intentionally great dad. And right now he's got a 19 year old kid who's, you know, carrying a flag and a banner and, you know, is fighting against all of the evils of the world. And, you know, the dad, kind of represents that to this kid while at the same time being able to meet the kid and say, you know, I want to support you in what you're doing. And I want to invite you to do it respectfully because this person loves you. Right. So it's to support each of them where they are without voting and saying, yes, it's okay or not. It's or it's not, but to be able to say, to continue to invite the respectful acknowledgement of each other. Now, again, we're talking about an older kid here. I'm not talking about a nine-year-old. What comes up? Well, I think that that even that, even the judgment, your your heart, the heart in that is right. Mom wants the kid to be to be invited to more respect. Even that could be interpreted as mom's getting in the middle. Right. And 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 then all of a sudden, villain victim. OK, I'm the bad guy because I'm not being respectful to dad. Mom's taking sides with dad. Right. It. Even I'm, I'm highlighting that even something that simple. And so the other so we've got to be really cautious mm-hmm. in how the person's going to see our language. Right. We want to be supportive. And if they're going to hear that as you're taking sides versus, you know, and, and so, yes, and. The other piece of this is when somebody's dysregulated. I mean, we're talking about active conflict, so they may not see your heart in it. Even if you're, you know, well-meaning, they may just be like, oh, you're taking sides. You're with them. Sorry, you're in the bad. You're in the bad camp. And all of a sudden the drama triangle is closed. Yeah. So that's the risk of, of, of the, the thing that could happen that could close the triangle. In this case, that's not what's happening. Right. What's happening is is the mom is actually doing a pretty damn good job of staying out of it. And of supporting each of them and also and building the relationship with the child so that they can have those conversations about, you know, how are you showing up and is this how you want to show up? Um, yeah, and well, still being supportive in the process. But again, language matters. A language lot. matters. And the tool that's coming up is, is that we teach all the time is ACE. Mm-hmm. So you start with acknowledging compassion, acknowledging compassion. So you're just acknowledging what's going on for them for a long time. And there's a pause and you're giving them space to clear and regulate and do whatever you want. And then it's, and it's an E what it's and often for me, it's explore, which is this sort of is what do you want to do about it? I can tell you're really upset about this. What do you want to do about it? Is there something I can support you with around this? You should just tell dad to. It's not going to work. Unfortunately, I can't do that. And I can help you figure out how you want to handle this situation. If you want to handle it differently, I can invite you. I can get some ideas of what you might do differently, but I, I can't do it because it's not your relationship. This is your relationship. Right. Right. And that's the key is, is, is that we are able to say to our kids, I get that right now you're, you might be having a hard time in your relationship with your ex dad, sibling, teacher, whatever. And I get that that's really hard. There's that acknowledgement with compassion. You were talking about part of ACE. 
And, you know, when you're, if you, if you feel like there's something you want to do about it, if you'd like to problem solve around it, let me know. I'm happy to support you in that. But notice how all of that language, that ace that Diane's bringing in, that it's all putting it over there, keeping it on their relationship with this other person and not bringing yourself into, well, what are we going to do about it? How, what am I, right? It's not about me. Well, and it, and it, and it may be scaffolding because I'm thinking about parents of young kids because you brought in the whole idea with a teacher, right? So I'm imagining a kid who's having a hard time with a teacher and it may be intimidating to a kid to actually have to be the one who talks to the teacher. And so there are ways for you to dance into that. And it might be, would you like me to go with you and stand with you while you talk to the teacher? Would, would you, you like me to help you write, you write a letter, right? <laughs> the email? Would you like me to, you know, it's this sort of, would you like me to sit and introduce the conversation? Would you, you know, it's this sort of, yeah. you're doing everything other than putting mm-hmm. yourself in the middle of it. Because this is about their ownership. And about them seeing it as their responsibility, their relationship and their opportunity to problem solve or not as they choose. Right. And you may end up in, would you like me to advocate for you? And there may be places that that happens. And that's still their ownership, their ownership of it. And I think that that's the piece of it. You want to be really careful that you're trying to be objective and trying not to close the triangle and wanting to support and help your kid when they're dealing with potentially another adult, that's hard for them to deal with. Yeah. All right. You got another example? No, I was just going to go back to the siblings because actually the one that I coached this week was the same sort of thing where it was one, one parent and a kid. And it's this sort of. I've I've got another with a younger kid, if you want to use that. Um, And there's a sibling involved. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So um, conflict of family with, with two young kids under the age of 11 two parents and an upset in the summer where a kid didn't, didn't make it through camp. Right. Which we know happens in this community sometimes. And so you've got a really upset, dysregulated kid and a a neurotypical sibling trying to kind of get in there and protect the kids. So now the sibling is the one that's saying, but he's so upset. He's so right. And you've got one parent who's kind of handling it grounded and another parent who's really worried. And so there's a dysregulation there. Job number one, right. So everybody's dysregulated. Job number one is, you know, find a way to be the grown up. Too dysregulated and too not. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the piece of it is make self-check, right? It's just, I was just done with a couple and it was like, okay, wait, a huge part of this is self-management. So I don't end up falling in the cavern with whoever's dysregulated. Right. So it's this sort of, okay. So then my job is how do I support each of the players in this, create a line to each of the players. So it's not quite a triangle because there's four of them. And, and you want to figure out how to get the, the other person out of the triangle, because if they're in the middle of the triangle, it's a sort of, I know you're here to help your sibling. What can we talk about how best to support your sibling instead of you trying to get in the middle and defend them or be the, or, or take the action or that sort of stuff. Let, let's figure out what our role is in it kind of thing. Right. Um, but again, it's a sort of, you want to focus on this path. How can I help you? One this path. path. How can I help you? Visually, those of you listening, one path and then the next path and then the next path, right? You're like right. the spoke in the wheel to all these different Exactly. Exactly. And so it's not quite a try. It's like a, I don't even know what shape it would be. Whatever. Like, whatever shape it is. But it's really about 
having being in relationship with each of them as individuals and avoiding becoming the thing that tries to patch the relationship. relationship. And it's a sort of, you don't want anybody to become the villain, the victim or the rescuer. It's not ultimately underneath this. Elaine, I don't think we've said this yet. Part of what we're trying to do is to help our kids to figure out how to be in healthy effective relationships when there's conflict we want we don't just it's not just about fixing the fight that's going on right now it's about we're going to experience conflict all our lives right and you're not gonna we don't we know we don't want to be in the business of fixing conflict for our kids all our lives and we want to help our kids to develop conflict management skills and so if we focus on that rather than on ending the difference between ending the fight and figuring out how to manage conflict right right and you know what? I love this this part of this conversation because conflict management is something that a lot of that, that a lot of adults get into trouble with at work, in family dynamics, in all kinds of, of friendships and relationship issues. If we have that tendency to avoid conflict, then it interferes with our ability to be in relationship because conflicts happen in almost every relationship on some level. And we've actually got we did two other episodes around conflict and the underlying causes of conflict. So let's make sure we link to those in the show notes and go back and listen to those. If you haven't listened to them or listen to them again, if you have, but it's this sort of, all of this is interconnection around conflict. Yeah. All right. So are there any other strategies you tend to use when you're coaching around this that you think would be useful? You've brought up ACE. I would say usually I would, I would often use the design. That was where I kind of left today. It's like, what do you want to design? And I'll put a link to, to relationships by design. I know we've got a podcast on that. Um, and that design is just how do you ask for something in a way that diffuses defensiveness and doesn't put, make people get reactive. Well, and the other tool is just the self-management. It's just sort of, it's really hard not to go. It's really hard, especially if you've got an adult in your family, who's kind of being a bully, which often happens. happens. Yeah, I, I like, I do a lot of coaching with individuals who are divorced, right? And it's a sort of, you know, they come home from dads or from moms and they've been, you know, really emotionally beat up and they're having a hard time. And it's hard not to go in and want to go into mama bear or papa bear rescuer mode. And, and ultimately our kids have to figure out how to be in relationship with that other human Unless they're not safe. And I want to say that if they're not safe, then there's a whole other conversation here. And part of this is our definitions of safe are often different. different. Yeah. Well, and, and what's coming up as you're saying that is that sometimes often it's about, you know, feeling like a kid's being on some level bullied, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like you've got another parent who is irresponsible, who's not following through on agreements, who's not holding accountability, who's who's you know being inconsistent with with medication or uh, routines or getting making sure the kid gets sleep. I mean, there are all kinds of other things that. Well, can and sometimes even our kids. I mean, so many of our kids are so savvy. You know, it's like right. mom's mom's being a hypocrite because she says I have to do this, but she never does it. Right. It's a right. sort of there's all of that sort of stuff that goes on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so so again, as we wrap this conversation up, the bottom line here is our job as parents is to support our kids on their journey of learning to manage themselves. And part of learning to manage themselves is learning to be in relationships, even when they're hard relationships, even when they're hard, even when there's conflict, 
sometimes especially when there is that dance between conflict and love, mm-hmm. because, you know, part of what we're talking about in family dynamics is kids want to love and be in relationship with their parents and their siblings. That's that's like they really want it. And Even if they don't say hard, it. <laughs> then that then that kind of adds this other layer of, well, maybe I'm screwing it up or maybe I, I just don't know how to do it or maybe I'm not lovable. Yeah. So so helping them learn to be in difficult relationships is actually part of helping them realize that they are lovable and that they have the capacity to establish relationships even when they're hard. Well, and if the thing I would leave us with is the word trust, because mm-hmm. it's really hard to imagine it, and it, a mom, I was talking to a mom the other day and it's like, she's so hungry that her kids get along. She has a yeah. great relationship with one of her siblings as an adult and she loves them so much and they have such a great time together. And she's terrified that these kids are going to end up on their own and they're going to hate each other the rest of their lives. And there's, they're not going to have a relationship. And so trust your kid's journey, trust your kid's relationships, you know, and, and it's hard to look at at difficult relationships and to say, okay, so maybe this relationship will figure it out itself out at some point, or maybe this is what this kid really needs is to be in a difficult relationship so that they can experience a a different kind of relationship later in their lives. Right. So that word trust is so hard, but find something to lean into. There's a bigger, a bigger picture, something going on here that you might be able to hang on to that might make it easier for you because sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. Well, and what that brought up is this whole other thing. Maybe it's another episode about not catastrophizing and attachment oh. to and not being attached to the outcome, being present to where they are in the relationship now and not so fearing forward where they're going to be six months, six years, you know, whatever from now that you're not able to be present to where you are now. And oh, so yeah. Kids right all the time. <laughs> now and knowing that, that drama is part of family life, mm-hmm. but just because there's drama doesn't mean we have to freak out about it. Yeah. Right? We true. get to just be present to it and go, hmm, isn't that interesting that that got them so triggered? And take it from there. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, this is great. I love this conversation. Always, always and forever. I love all conversations with you, even when there's conflict. And just so you know, sometimes there's conflict. With us? Never. All right. Thanks all for listening to us. Thanks for everything you're doing for yourself and for your kids. At the end of the day, you make a difference. And remember, Palooza's coming up next week. Join us. See you there. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.